Hey, this is Gary. This is Mike. And Daniel. We're not professionals. We're just three addicts sharing our experiences, strength, and hope regarding recovery. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other addicts and to practice these principles in our lives. Welcome to another episode of the 12th Step Podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Gary. And this is Daniel. This is kind of funny because we've started this once before and Gary wasn't recording. So it's good to have you with us, Gary. Thank you. I really am here. Hey, we're doing a double take. <clears throat> so tonight we're going to talk about the, is SAA right for me? I want to understand a little bit about the differences between the different kinds of programs that are out there. I know oftentimes that we refer to in our podcast, an organization called NUSA, N-U-S-A-A. NU is a little nuance that we've added to our own little SAA experience here in our in our area. Uh, that was probably not uh, as clever as all it was, but it's yeah. only unique to us. All, all it all it does is refer to the area we live in. That's exactly right. Yes. So don't be tripped up by the uh, uh, NUSA acronym. It's just all that means an SAA, SAA program, yeah. and it's fun to say. It is fun to say. <laughs> So uh, ta- walk us through some of the different programs that are out there, Gary, since I think I know you have probably the most experience with this. I have a little bit, but uh, mine is very, very limited, so I'm interested in hearing All you. right. Well, my 12-step program experience, I've been to four or five different meetings. I've been okay. to SA meetings. I've been to SAA meetings. Um, I even went to an AA meeting. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, let's I see. I didn't know you had a problem with alcohol, but that's no, good to know. Uh, well... I I don't have a problem with alcohol, but I needed I needed to get to a meeting, and that's oh, what was available. That makes sense. That makes sense. Also, at the time, uh, we have a, a church sponsored twelve step program. Okay. And and uh, my my sponsor and my therapist both wanted me to experience something that was a a little less specific to my religion. Interesting. And so that was one of the ones that I. That I makes sense. I I, uh, I attended one SAA me- one SA meeting mm-hmm. at uh, at your request. It was uh, it was about thirty minutes south of where I lived, and so it was a little bit of a travel to get there. And I got to tell you, I was not the definition of what they were sort of emphasizing for me was just it didn't feel right. It was uh, they spent an awful lot of time focusing on the idea of lust and mm-hmm. uh, and how lust starts in the heart, and and really that was sort of the the definition of everything permeated through the twelve steps and everything else. And I just I didn't understand it. Didn't make sense to me. So, SAA seemed to feel a little bit more, more at home. More well, and home. I think, I think you know the the question we were asked is SAA right for me. And I think, I think a better question to ask is what twelve step program will work right, for me, right? Because everybody interprets them just a little bit different, and there's not a wrong way to do it so long as you're engaged in and doing it. Absolutely. The the biggest difference that I had, you know, and then I went to a 12-step program that that was just an addiction program and it didn't have a it didn't focus on a specific drug of choice. Sure. And so there was a mix of people that had, had different experiences and each one offered something a little bit different. And I think that I got a lot out of my experiences specifically because I kind of went to all of these meetings, and I attended several of the meetings in each kind of sure. 
of thing that I did. Which and, our direction is, of course, that you attend four before you decide if the meeting right. is right for yeah. you. Mm-hmm. And and what I mean, and what I mean when I say attend four, I'm talking about a specific group of people at a specific mm-hmm. meeting. Mm-hmm. If that one doesn't work for you, then you choose a different group of people at a different meeting and do that four times. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Makes yeah, sense. because in, in, you know, if you go to the same program and one group is better than well, not i wouldn't yeah. say better but you click with them right a better way than you would have made with yeah. the other group. i i think i think the the most important thing to look at the, the most important thing to look at is can i open up and be honest if i, I can agree. be honest and i communicate with these people then you can get some work done if you can't and there's not a way that you can get there, then you need to find some place or some people that you yeah. can do that with. Because if you're not going to do that, then it doesn't matter where you go or what you're doing. I don't think you're going to be very successful. I think you're right. <clears throat> I think you're right. I, uh, I just jotted down a few notes as we were kind of thinking through this topic. Is it right for me? And the first, the first my automatic response is, is yes. Yes, it is. It's right for anybody because I believe it's a it's the type of program that's inviting to anyone who's suffering from this particular addiction. But some of the things, I th- and I think you've addressed these, one of the reasons why it's critical is is to come be a part of a group that uh, it's your tribe. It's it's just like you. They're people who are struggling with the same addiction and who are struggling with the same issue, and it makes some sense to be a part of a group then that understands you and the issues that you're dealing with because I'm certain there's somebody in the room who's experienced exactly what it is that you've experienced and more and or less. And it's a great opportunity then to connect with some people. Uh, one of the most difficult things I think I've found through this whole entire process, um, and I, I remember hearing it one time in one of the one of the groups that I mentor, and that is is that, you know, when we talk about alcoholics, and somebody comes comes forward and says I'm an alcoholic, I'm struggling with alcohol, everyone's so supportive. <clears throat> when someone comes forward and says I'm struggling with drugs, everyone is so supportive and congratulations for getting into a program. But oddly enough, when we start talking about sex addiction, it's something that we don't necessarily come forward with and then have a band of people rally around us and say, congratulations on your efforts to try and overcome this. We just don't find that in real life. Yeah. And so the idea of connecting with people uh, who are, again, our tribe, people who understand us and can and really get us in the struggles that we're facing, I think is a good thing. I think it's a really good thing. So yes, one of the right off the top, I think SA is right for anybody who's willing to Who's willing to be a part of that? And the great thing about that is, I mean, this we we isolate ourselves with this addiction, and you know we hide it, like you said. Right. But going, we have a you know a room full of people that understand the same things, the same feelings of oh of shame, of guilt, of isolation, and you can freely say this is who I am, and they accept you. Right. Doesn't matter, uh, you know, how much or how little or whatever. Uh, one or more people like you said have have been in your shoes walked those yeah. miles alongside with you and it's nice um i remember showing up to my very first one and there's someone i worked with i'm like oh no um <laughs> but that's what been one of the greatest friendships uh, that i've been able to build um since day one you know we talk every day at work we kind of check in with each other and it's nice to have that you know i could be having a crappy day and you know ping him up and say hey i need to talk and go for a walk and we we chat so it's a great resource. Um, knowing that, there's several other people uh, that you'll get to know, and there's no judgment anytime you need to reach out or you're right. struggling. Whereas other people, you know, you, you can't feel that. It's like, oh, I, I got to watch what I say here yeah. or there. Yeah, I think that's great. I think the other thing I picked up on was is that is SA right for me? SAA right for me? Uh, it's really the only environment you get an opportunity to do step work. 
And I think, uh, I mean, that's obviously the, the, the labor of this particular kind of a program is the steps. And I think that's, uh, uh, you know, from your own experience, I know from my own experience, we all know from our own experience that it's the step work that really is the, it's when we find out about ourselves and the things that we've sort of hung on to for a long period of time that's causing us these problems. And so in the outs- outside, of a, outside of an SAA group, uh, I don't know how you'd perform step work. I don't know how you get involved with that. What are your thoughts? I mean, you can certainly do it, but it's... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I know I think you need a 12-step program. I think you do too. I, I, you do keep saying SAA and... and yeah, SA. Sometimes yeah. I say SSA, and now I know that's not right. <laughs> no, um, you you keep saying SAA, SAA and, yeah. and that's because that's what we're involved in. But right. really, I think you could substitute that with a 12-step program. You need to get a 12-step program that's go. going to work for sense. you. Um, I Like I said, I've, I've been to a lot of them, and I was able to take a lot. From any, any one of them. Any one of them. And, in fact, I'm still involved, still involved with uh, the 12-step program that's associated with my my religious organization. I'm, I'm actually quite heavily involved with that right now and still involved with our, our local SAA group. Right. And, and you know what? I get a lot out of both of them, even though they're a little bit different and they're a little bit focused. And, and as you were saying, some of that stuff seems to me that, um, you know, I had been to a lot of them and none of them are quite filling my, my needs. And, and, and to be honest with you, some of it, it was just too far away. Right. You know, my life is busy. I didn't want to drive an hour or half hour. And is it worth it for my recovery? Absolutely, yes. But the solution to the problem that that, that we came up with was we organized our own SAA group right. that was local. Right. You know. Right. <clears throat> Interestingly enough, I've offered that solution to a couple of folks, and mm-hmm. uh, both have have jumped right on board with that and and reached out to. Uh, the organization, the ISO, mm-hmm. and uh, received all the materials and were able to start their own 12-step and, program. And it's not hard to do. It's not. And you can get, like, two other people and make it happen, yeah. Yeah. you know. Um, but, no, I, I, I do believe that the key the key is to get your step work done, and you need to have a group of people that can support you and that you can be open and honest with. And I, I think if you boil it right down to that, that's, that's where that's you're going to find success. Yeah. And I, I don't think it's a matter of numbers. It's interesting to, to, to look back at the old old AA, which is the sort of the the genesis of all right. step work programs, was the old AA model. And uh, it started literally with two folks. Two guys, yeah. <clears throat> which is amazing to think about that, uh, you know, the organization has had that far-reaching uh, and, and stay power mm-hmm. by a simple idea of being able to share their own experiences and be able to, to work with each other on that. So that's pretty phenomenal if you think about it. And two people is sufficient for, for that. Literally, if you had two people, you could get the materials and away you could go, mm-hmm. which is really spectacular. Uh, I believe the third thing, and re- why uh, I won't say SAA, I will say a 12-step program because I think you're right spot on. A good 12-step program, it's the only environment that I notice where you can find a sponsor. And, yes. I, and I think that's a critical. I think we've talked a little bit about a sponsor and a sponsee relationship uh, in our previous podcasts, uh, but that's really the only environment that I see a sponsor-involved um, situation, and I, th- I think that's tremendously helpful. And I think what, what sets a sponsor apart from, from any other kind of a recovery uh, situation is is this is somebody who knows what you're going through because he's been there right? and will recognize when you're trying to 
BS your way through a situation and they'll call you on it. And I think that's why, that's why that's so important because they, they can see that they can work with you on that and they're not going to judge you because you know, they've been there. Right. You know? Right. I think that's a, that's a big deal. I, I, I think all of us know the value of a sponsor in our own lives and what that's meant. My, uh, my circumstance I think is, is, uh, and it's really, you know, awkward because my sponsor's sitting right here, but, uh, (laughs) but I do, I do believe that my sponsor, um, has literally been, uh, really, really significant in terms of my recovery. So, uh, I, I, I don't know that I could imagine going through this process in the absence of a sponsor. So I think that's a really big deal. I think that's a really big deal. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, you know, I've tried working at this by myself or even with other groups and programs yeah. prior, and they didn't have the sponsor. And, you know, you'd still go in, you'd kind of report, but there was no one really there to reach out to if you had right. questions. And it was just, you were just kind of floundering, hoping that you were understanding, you know, the process and the materials correctly with, you know, with the sponsor. You have someone to talk to, someone that's already walked ahead of you and knows how to direct you. And, yeah, some t- there's also someone that you know, like you said, you know, can you know detect the BS and and make it so you got to hold yourself accountable and you can't say, hey, yeah, I'm doing awesome, blah blah blah. And it's like, well, you really, you know, all I hear is good things, you know. But you know, like you, you know, I can't really say anything <laughs> negative because there he is, <laughs> and he'll oh, call can, me out of my BS. You can, you can say, you can, you can say stuff <laughs> negative if you need to. I, yeah. uh, I think it's interesting. Just as I was, when you talk about that, hold accountable. That's a big deal. That really is. A well, big you deal. don't know. Yeah. It is a big deal. In fact, I'll give a shout out to one of our, one of our uh, guys from Twelve Step and Rick. His name's Rick, and something that he says that I love. He says, "If there was a way that I could have solved this problem by myself, I would have done a it years long, ago. Yeah, a long time ago, I'd have yeah. figured it out." <laughs> And you can't. Sure. So 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 you need that. You know, you need to have somebody that can you can be accountable to and who can empathize with you and who can give you the tough love when you need it. Because right. you will. Yeah. Right. You absolutely will. And yeah. it goes along with, you know, one of those provisional beliefs. We need to rely on someone outside of ourselves. Yeah. Um, to help us through some yeah. of this stuff. Has it, uh, have you considered an online, uh, you know, obviously with this pandemic that's gone on, uh, a lot of these organizations moved online. And I, I'm just curious what your experience with an online environment might look like. There are online uh, options out there. So if, you know, if our listeners happen to live in a fairly remote part of the world or where 12-step doesn't actually exist, an online option is possible. Uh, but what do you think of that? What do you think of that? Well, the experience I've had with, with online stuff is... Uh, and all of it comes from uh, the church, my church-affiliated 12-step program. We went to Zoom meetings okay. during the pandemic, and it was far and away better than nothing. Yeah. I, I much prefer the in-person meetings, Sure, but if given the choice between a, a Zoom meeting or a phone call meeting or a call-in meeting, something like that, and nothing, I would, I would go with an online meeting or a call-in meeting okay. all day, yeah. every day. Uh, the The biggest thing that I thought was because you're, because you're one step removed because of the technology that's, yes. that's in between, um, for me it felt like it was a little bit harder to open up. It would be a little bit easier to kind of hide. Sure. You know, however, now having said that, if you're somebody that maybe 
initially needs that extra layer to feel comfortable, then that might be a good place to try and start out. Yeah. You know, yeah. I had the same thought that might be a great alternative. And I do know that it's very popular right now. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't believe zoom meetings are going away. No, so I don't think so clear. either. So, what that means is that for some of our listeners who feel like there may not be an SAA program around or another 12-step program of their choosing, that they could find an online community and, and still find some, some some success and some sponsorship and some 12-step work and all of those things. And I mean, I would suggest it, it realize it's going to be difficult, um, you know, because I've, I've been to some meetings uh, where, you know, the person, you know, generally when a person is talking, you're giving the attention. You know, yes. you want to uh, seem appropriate, but there are times on these Zoom meetings where, you know, there's a person talking and kind of being vulnerable, and you see a guy doing his dishes, or he, you know, he's he's the camera is suddenly pointing up at the ceiling, and sure. so that can kind of signal the wrong message, like, right. oh, you don't matter enough for me to give you my attention. Yeah. Um, or uh, there are times where. Uh, you know, at least for me, I I never felt like I could connect with the other people because you know they're in their perspective areas and you know they're they're slouching or they're lounging. There was one time a, a guy fell completely asleep in the middle of the meeting and we're like, dude, wake up, wake up, um, and he was out. I mean, he he'd worked a double shift. He was super exhausted. He still made it to the meeting, but yeah, he's he zonked out because he was laying down on his bed while listening to it and he was gone. And it's just like. So you run into those type of things. Um, but Interesting. when it comes down to it, it's definitely better than nothing. Absolutely. Uh, but realize that you're going to run into those type of things, and it's not because yeah, there's anything wrong with you. Yeah. It just who knows what's going on in their life. Sure. I love, uh, I love the literature um, for our SAA group. One of the things it talks about is being a tourist, mm -hmm. which, is a <laughs> which is a term I've just— uh, I think we've actually shared that a time or two, even on yes, this, we have. these yes, podcasts. Yes, we have. And I, and I, I thoroughly enjoy that that the imagery of being a tourist in an SAA group suggests, obviously, that we're not fully committed. We're there simply to uh, to to be part of the experience, and I guess to go home and share with our loved ones that look at us. We're in a recovery program of some type. I don't know what it really means because we're not doing the work. And so, uh, I, if that's the point in time when I believe that SAA is just then just a meeting if we're not willing to be anything mm -hmm. more than a tourist in, in, the, in the meeting. It's just a place to be on, a, on an evening or a, a Saturday morning or something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> and so it behooves anyone who participates in a program to really get after the work because it's not the words that are shared or the emotions or any of those things that, that effectuate change in someone's life. It's actually doing the work. Yeah. And so... Um, my suggestion to anybody out there is, is that if you're going to get involved in an SAA program or a 12-step of any type, that the object be do the work, do the heavy lifting. <coughs> Excuse me. Absolutely. And in fact, um, you know, we talk about you got to try it four times. Right. Yeah. All right. If you don't share in at least two of those meetings, it doesn't count towards <laughs> your four times. It really? doesn't. <laughs> well, I don't know. That's my own personal. That's your own personal. Role. Role. Well, the reason the reason being is it's a little bit like, I mean, if you go someplace to try something and then you don't engage in it, you're yes. just watching. You're a spectator. Right. You're a right. tourist, and that's fine. I think for, for the a first while. for you know for the first couple times to get a feel for what's going on, yeah. but you don't know what it can do for you until you. I mean, that's a little bit like going to an amusement park and 
sitting at the side and watching the <laughs> people go on the rides, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you can't say, I don't like that ride unless you're going to get on it at least sure. once or twice. Sure. No, I mean, that's, that's something I always that's tell fair. my kids. So they're like, I don't like, I don't like that. Well, have you tried it before? No, I just know I don't like it. Well, how do you really know? Um, mm. You know, and the example that popped into my head is going to a cheese tasting event and you know, and not tasting any of the cheese. How can you know if this, you know, is the twelve steps or these meetings are helping you, unless yeah. you try to be vulnerable and open up? It, you know, I think fifty percent option on there is is good. And it's not just a simple. Yeah, this was a, I had a rough week this week, man. So I made it through. No, I mean, be a little bit vulnerable. Be open. Yeah, I had a rough week this week. This This is why. why. This is why. And these are the challenges I faced. And, you know, I relapsed or, you know, I I got a hold of someone and they were able to talk me from the ledge. I mean, when you're that honest and vulnerable, you connect with those guys really quickly. Um, You know, for my first day, um, I threw it out there. I, you know, the other groups I'd gone to, you know, it was probably like four or five weeks in before I finally said anything. And it was pretty much that surface level stuff like yeah i had a crappy week this week did xyz <laughs> blah 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 but by opening up then yeah you know afterwards everyone no one said anything negative no one said anything crappy everyone was nice and you know you always fear that oh man they're gonna judge me now and they're gonna think i'm the scum of the universe and then <laughs> another guy talks and he's like yeah and you're like oh wow um look he had a crappy week too he had a crappy week too and his was pretty close to mine so i guess we're okay here yeah have you ever, uh, here's another analogy, an analogy with an analogy. Woo! Here's another one. <laughs> Have you ever learned to play a new game? Yes. A new board game. This is, this is my rule. You have to play the game at least three times before you play the game. The first time you play it, you're just learning the rules. Sure. Yeah. So you're not really playing the game, you're learning the rules. The second time you play it, you're learning the strategy. Mm-hmm. The third time you sit down and play it is really the first time you're going to give it a proper go. Yeah. You know, so that's where I like this four rule. You get to watch one time, <laughs> then you can learn the rules, then you can learn the strategy, if you will. And then that fourth time is really your soonest opportunity to get a real good idea of what it's like to engage. Yeah. yeah. So maybe that'll help somebody out there. There's a couple other things I think that happen in the groups that are really, really critical. Uh, in my estimation, um, first of all, I like the fact that it's a uh, it's a prescribed format, mm-hmm. and that creates a very safe place. There's no there's no expectation of of uh, you know who are the people in the room that are really know it alls and you know any of that sort of stuff. It's just a it, we have a prescribed format, a prescribed reading, if you will, and it's only at certain points in time that people have an opportunity to share, and I think that's a really good format. I think that allows for people to to listen to the material, to let that sink deep within their heart and to, to, to contemplate what it is that's being said and, and, and to settle. I mean, that, there's some, some really important time. And then at the point in time of opportunity to share, it's limited. This is an op- open mic mm-hmm, night mm-hmm. kind of a thing, and, and here you go, you know, just say whatever it is you want to say. This is an opportunity in our case. It's timed, which is really kind of nice because yeah, yeah. it allows everybody then to share and it doesn't really impede on anybody else's issue. The second thing that I think is really cool about an about a, a twelve step program is you get an opportunity to celebrate victories. Yes. Yeah. So with people who can really appreciate what it means. Yes, That's exactly right. So uh, uh, and I've noticed this in in I, my experience in the SA program as well as in the SAA program. 
uh, those moments of, of handing out a chip for for uh, um, for time for receiving you know for sobriety time and things like that which is a which is a big deal um, I remember my first experience in that essay meeting where I went one time and and uh, there had been an individual there who received his I, I think it was his nine-year chip and of course everybody defers and lets that person take just a minute about what it's like to be uh, but one of the things they did that was really cool is they handed that chip around let everybody touch it mm. <clears throat> which I thought was really cool. Here I had, I think I had a rough, you know, a solid month of sobriety at the time or, and had a chance to touch a nine-year chip, which I thought I'd never seen in my entire life. Still haven't seen in my entire life as of yet, but the point being is is that I got a chance at that time to touch a nine-year chip. And then to listen to him talk about what it's been like over the last nine years was a very powerful moment for me. And so to celebrate with him, nine years was a big deal. Uh, since then, Obviously, we've had opportunities in our own group to share a variety of periods of time of sobriety, you know, and each time has just been incredibly powerful to see, to see people get those chips and to recognize the work and effort that's gone into those mm-hmm. <clears throat> powerful and meaningful moments. So, those are the only place again that I'm aware that sort of stuff happens. Yeah. Nice thing about the tw- uh, SAA um, and is that there's no hierarchy. There's no person at the top. That's right. We're all equal. Um, and those position, you know, the, so those service positions shift; they rotate. And In so, our environment, they change very regularly, yeah. which is really good. Yeah. So there, there's no worry of, oh, well, you know, so and so is at the top of the food chain, and you know, mm-hmm. I got to watch out for him and make him happy. There, there just isn't there's that. None of that. Trusted um, servants. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. equal. Uh, it's an equal playing field. And that was something that I really enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't mean to cut you no, off, you're Daniel, fine. but but you Go made ahead. me think of something. That might be something to consider very closely and something I don't think we've mentioned at all. In addition to the 12 steps, a lot of 12-step programs have what are called the 12 traditions. That's yeah. true. Which is a set of guidelines, guidelines on, yeah. on how the, the organization itself is run or yeah. conducted. And those are also, that's another consideration is is how well are, are they practicing the, the how well is the, the group to track yeah. uh, practicing the traditions, which is where all of this stuff comes from that yep. we're talking about. Yeah. yeah, And I think that's actually a fantastic framework. I love the fact that it's just a framework mm-hmm. and each group can adapt and, and adopt to things that are specific to their needs, but, but it's, it's well within a framework mm-hmm. and that, that's just phenomenal. And yeah. which is something that I think why we enjoy our 12 step program so much because we sat down and said, okay, yeah. This is our collective experience. What do we? What did we like? What do we want yeah. to bring into this and and, and nurture? So, final uh, the final thing that I think is really powerful in a twelve step program is the group conscience. Oh yes. So it's a group conscience that actually decides uh, what's important for the group, and uh, and so the one meeting a month that is that is specifically laid out by the the SAA traditions, if you will, is that we're going to have this. Uh, we're going to have this meeting where the conscience gets to decide, the crowd gets to decide what it is that we like or dislike, how we like the reading to be, how we like the, how we interact with new members. All of those rules are kind of laid out. And that's a phenomenal situation to allow the conscience of the group, if you will, to, to sort of work its way to the top to say this is what we think is important. Uh, one of the issues that we struggled with in our own group is how to deal with new members, which was really kind of fun to see how that sort of evolved mm-hmm. and how some other environments, how they handle 
a new member. So for our listeners, you may walk into a meeting and, and how they treat you in one particular environment may be a little bit different than how they treat you in the next. Yeah. Uh, hopefully all of them being very positive, but the point being is, is the conscience is the thing that decides all of that. And that's a, that's a, that's a great way to make a meeting operate and to make things function. So, so <laughs> I think if we're going to go back to our original question, is SAA or is a 12 step right for me? Well, I don't think it's going to come to this anybody's surprise in a podcast called The 12th Step that the answer is <laughs> yes, of course it is. The trick is to find the group and the program that is right for you and that you will do the work in. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's a, that's a perfect ending to our podcast because I think you're absolutely right. Do the work. Yeah. No, what, it, you're right. I just think you got to find the right one that fits for you and then go ahead and do what you need to. Very good. With that, I'm going to say, do the work necessary to find the peace that recovery can bring. And this is Gary, and I'm going to ask you to do the next right thing. And this is Daniel saying, find the peace in your recovery. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We would love to hear from you. If you have any questions, thoughts, or concerns, or have any suggestions for future episodes, please contact us at 12thsteppodcast at gmail.com. That is one, two, TH step podcast at gmail.com. As a fellowship of recovering addicts, Sex Addicts Anonymous offers a message of hope to anyone who suffers from sex addiction. Check out saa-recovery.org.